Nerd Talk, Dork Talk, Real Talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but while we're here, let's nerd out. What up? It's that time again. It's time for the old Kenny Ho Show. How you doing? How's your week been? What are you up to for the weekend? Big plans? Well, I hope you've had a good week. An even better weekend coming your way. Thank you for listening. You know I always appreciate it. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know at this point in the game, I really appreciate it. It's episode 88 of the Kenny Ho Show. The number 88. Does the number 88 make you think of anything? Anyone? It makes me think of the big E, Eric Lindros. A hockey player, if, uh, if you didn't understand that reference. I loved him as a kid. He was one of my favorite players. And what's not to love? He was big, he was talented, and he was Canadian. And more so, he wanted to be a Maple Leaf more than anything in the world. Like when I was growing up, when old Kenny was young Kenny, when Kenny was a tiny boy, he drank the Kool-Aid early. Yes, I was a huge Maple Leaf fan. I bled blue and white. So for an NHLer to come out and flat out say, I want to be a Leaf more than anything in the world, you were aces in my book. But then I grew up and I learned about the world. I learned there's different types of people. And just because somebody's cool in a way doesn't mean they're cool in every way. And this rang true even for the Big E. Yes, though, he wanted to play for my hometown Leafs, his hometown Leafs. The way he was going about it made him a huge-ass diva. You see, at one point, I think he was a restricted free agent, and he's like, I'm done playing for the Flyers. I want to go to Toronto. He held out. He ended up going to the Rangers. But well before then, when he was being drafted out of juniors, he pulled the same move. He held out to get his way. He was taken first overall by the Quebec Nordiques. Like, these guys sucked. They sucked all year, finished with the worst record amongst anybody, and their one silver lining was, at least we got this behemoth of a player. This guy's our savior. He's gonna turn this franchise around. The fans will have something to cheer about again. And you know what he did? He said, nah, I wanna go somewhere else, and held out. Whenever you do that to someone, just cause, I gotta say you're a bit of a douchebag at least. Maybe even a massive douchebag. I don't know him personally. Now I'm not saying there's never a time to be like, you know what? I'm not going there. There are times. Like I'm sure you could come up with something. I'm sure you've been at jobs where you're like, you know what? I don't think I'm going back there. Or you hear of a job offer where you're like, you know what? Let's not go there. I'm sure even Tiffany Alvord, who's the nicest person in the world and like super professional and a yes person, I'm sure if they were like, you want to perform outdoors in Detroit, there's a good chance she's like, "Mm mm-mm, I like living too much. So like for the Big E, who knows, maybe when he was growing up playing in juniors, he got hazed by a bunch of guys who were on the Quebec Nordiques. And he's like, you know what? Fool me once, right? You know, if I got 
picked on by a bunch of people for years and years and years, there's no friggin' way I'm getting back in bed with them. Would you? So if that were the case, I understand. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't the team, maybe it was the city of Quebec. Maybe it was the French. A lot of people got things against the French. How valid that is, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not gonna comment on that, because I like me French girls. I don't want them listening back to the podcast and they're like, Oh, so you hate my kind. I don't know, that's supposed to be a French accent. Imagine a better French accent. But maybe Eric Lindros' experience with them was poor. Maybe every time he was in Quebec, the French like spat in his poutine or something. On that level, it makes sense that you don't go play in that city and live in that city. Because you gotta eat all the time. You gotta eat at least three times a day. Judging by his size, you probably have to eat like seven times a day. So at some point, if somebody... Let's say you have one poutine per day and somebody spits in it every time, the probability of you catching some sort of disease that's transmittable through bodily fluids, it's pretty good. If you sign a three-year deal, I can almost guarantee you you're catching herpes or something. So if that's the case, I understand. It's only safe for you to skip town. Or maybe Eric Lindros, when he was a boy, his parents got shot in the alleyway behind an old Quebec theater. Mr. Lindros, if your story is basically the Canadian iteration of the Batman story, you're good in my books. You can demand a trade. You can hold out. Not going to hold it against you. Because the last thing I want for you to do is get triggered all day. It's not a fun sight, I'm assuming, to see a grown-ass man screaming at the top of his lungs in fear every time he sees an ad for Les Mis or the Phantom of the Opera. I mean, granted, if you put things in perspective, even if that did happen to you, you know, Bruce Wayne left Gotham, but then he went up and trained in the mountains and learned how to use the blue flower to his advantage and came back to save people, whereas you, Mr. Big E, simply went up the road and learned how to play a child's game for millions of dollars. Not hating, I'd probably do the same thing. Now... If you don't know uh, much about hockey, Eric Lindros retired years ago. He's no longer playing. He's no longer active. He had to retire, I think, a little earlier than most players retire. I think he retired halfway through his 30s. And the reasoning was it's because he had way too many concussions. And looking at him, if I had to guess why he retired early, yeah, I, I could see that he took way too many hits to the head. Now, I'm not trying to say he's not a handsome man. Because let's face it, he's gotten more tail in his life than I could even dream of. You know what? More accurately, he probably got more, not probably, certainly, he got more tail by the time he turned 21 than I'm likely to ever have. Does the term puck bunnies mean anything to you? I rest my case. And you know he didn't ever have to settle. Like, he weren't just putting notches in his bedposts for the sake of putting notches in his bedposts. You know they're all babes. Like, maybe in his head he had to settle. Like, in his head he's like, Oh, come on, man, really, this chick? I'm used to the Shania Twain caliber, but it's a small town, it's a slow night, bunch of hogs around. I guess I'll settle for this Nev Campbell type. <sighs> man, I'm a, I'm a Canadian hero. I'm a goddamn patriot. But I suppose the silver lining here is now I can tell the boys I slummed it once. Nev Campbell, obscure Canadian reference. Look her up. Now, as I said, I'm not saying he's not a handsome man. I'm just trying to say, 
If you look at him, he looks like a man who has taken too many hits to the old noggin. Alright, if you want me to spell it out, he looks dim-witted. He looks dumb. He looks like he has the same mathematical comprehension as a four-year-old. Again, I'm not trying to hate. I don't want word getting back to him that I hate him. That I don't think highly of him. As I said, he was one of my favorite players growing up. And I'm also not hating because, though he might be a dull knife, he's still a knife that could bludgeon me to death. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 88. We'll cover cloning creeper glasses. All right, we're going to need something more concrete than that. How about Tiffany Alvord's I Wish? And I wish she and I could be best friends. Hold my hand when I'm sad. Be my shoulder to cry on when I'm lonely. She gotta have some wet shoulders. All right, you ready for this? Because I'm ready for this. It's showtime. Let's go. Cloning. Whoa, wait, Kenny. You're going to talk about cloning? Yes, sir. Or ma'am. Whichever umbrella you fall under. What gives you the right? What makes you capable of talking about cloning? Listen, I'm not here to talk about the science of cloning. I'm not here to break down like how Dolly the sheep worked. That's just crazy talk. Me talking about how cloning actually works would be the equivalent of inviting Justin Bieber on and asking him to talk about being a good human being and how one should approach humanitarian efforts. No, I'm just here to talk about the idea of cloning. Why? Because I spent all of last week catching up on Orphan Black. Oh my god, that show is so good. Have you seen it? If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's on Crave TV, the surviving Canadian streaming site. Ah, uh, uh, uh. I'll apologize if Rogers gives me a job. Until then, later show me, nobody cares. But yes, check out Orphan Black. You won't regret it. Granted, every time someone tells me you won't regret it, I usually regret it. Like, if someone's like, don't date that girl, she's a hoe. Trust me, you won't regret it. And then I find out what she does on a second date. I, what the hell? I got a rounded third base on a second date? I don't care if she's a hoe. It's just two dates. It's not like after two dates, I'm going to be attached to this person. It's not like I'm going to be synonymous with this person. Like, if you date a girl for a few months, then okay, you're dating a hoe. But if you can get in there, go on two under-the-radar dates, get what she's offering, and then get out before anyone notices, you're a genius. You're a master. You're a player. I won't regret it. Certainly don't sound that way. But anyways, watch it. You won't regret it. I make no promises. Yes, clones. What do you think about cloning? Are you against it? Are you against people playing God? So does that mean you're against stem cell research? Sounds like you're against curing uncurable diseases. It sounds like you're against people having a happy ending. It sounds like you want to see a man lose his wife too soon. It sounds like you're down for children growing up without their daddies. Why? What's wrong with you? Why do you want to watch the world burn? It would appear, for the first time ever, that old Ken is a better person than you. Because I'm so down for cloning. Okay, let me take a step back on that. It's not totally true. I'm down for cloning depending on who they're cloning. Because if they're cloning a bunch of, you know, dumb 
mean, cruel, ugly people? I'm gonna pass on that. I think we already have enough of those types of people on this planet already. We don't need any more. Wouldn't you agree? Like, we have so many of those types of people. I've gotten to a point where I wouldn't even be against them, like, spraying the air. I think they're called chemtrails or whatever. To shorten the lifespans of these people. I should probably cut that last part, because I don't want people... Well, most importantly, I don't want CSIS looking me up thinking I'm a backer of genocide or something. I'm pro-clones! And who else shouldn't they clone? Well, they probably shouldn't clone more of me. Let's face it. Okay, on one hand, I don't really hurt anybody. I'm not exactly making the world a worse place. But it's pretty evident that I also don't make this world a better place. In fact, pigs, cows, and chickens, especially them chickens, feels like I'm having chicken like five nights a week at this point. They would say I'm hurting someone. Like the more Kenny clones there are, the less chickens there will be in the world. So if there ever a shortage of chicken... The government would have to start assassinating those Kenny clones or hope like Cosima on Orphan Black that they're dying of a terminal disease. So on Orphan Black, there are 22 clones. Girl clones. There's also boy clones, but watch the show. I'm not, I'm not here to review the show today. So yes, there are 22 clones, the leader clones, the girl clones, but only nine of them are known to the team. And all of them are completely different than one another. I think the whole premise was to show nature versus nurture, even though they're all created exactly alike. The way they were brought up made them completely different people. Like there's a desperate housewife version. There's a kind of like a screw up street smart version. And of course, there's Cosima, the brilliant scientist type, which makes me come to this conclusion when I think about it. If there were to be Kenny clones out there, I wouldn't like it. Because I know I wouldn't be the good one. I know I'm not the brilliant scientist. I'm not the Cosima of the group. Like, I'm the clone they should have put down at some point. Like, early on. Like, I'm definitely a failed experiment. I was close, but I was one step shy of what they were going for. The experiments were adjusted, the formula was perfected, and better clones came after me. The only reason I made it through is because the guy that was in charge of passing through which ones were keepers and which ones were to be tossed out, he got distracted for a second. Oh, the pizza's here. Hang on there, laddie. I'm coming. And when he came back, he's like, oh, crap. Was this a keeper or a toilet flusher? Well, I don't want to play God here. Who am I to snuff out a life in this world? Pass. Like, how bad would you feel if you showed up to the clones reunion and there was a doctor, there was a rocket scientist, a billionaire, a model, which is the worst of them all because the model looks exactly like you, has taken the exact looks you were given, but then parlayed that into a massive career? Uh-huh. But appear that confidence is a big thing. Like, I know I'd feel pretty horrible if it turns out I'm the worst of the clones. You find out everybody's amazing, they've got families, they're happy, they're successful, and all I got is this podcast. Now enough about who shouldn't get cloned, let's talk about who should get cloned. On Orphan Black, there are 22 leaders, 22 girls, so I hope they clone at least 22 Tiffany Alvords. Surprise, surprise, right? In fact, I don't think 22's enough. Like, this is the perfect woman. When you think baby girl, you think Tiffany Alvord. So I think they should clone at least 220 of her. If for nothing else, for selfish reasons. 
Because let's say I, I meet all 220 of them. I know me. There's no doubt I'm going to mess it up with at least 200 of them. 200 of them, so 90% of them will want nothing to do with me. They'll hate me. Within an hour or two of meeting them, most of them would have forgotten me. And a few of them, they'll only remember me from the restraining order they've put on me. So from time to time, when they pick up this piece of paper, they're like, that guy, keep him away. Which, I don't know, if I were a positive person, I'd be like, well, at least she's thinking of me. But it's certainly not top of mind. Top of mind would be definitely some handsome, hunky, successful, charming dude. But hey, all hope's not lost. That's just 90% of them. There'll still be 20 of them that I might not mess it up with. 20 of them will remember me and not from a restraining order. But unfortunately, I would assume three of them will remember me by penning me onto their to-kill list. Yes, it turns out one of those clones is an assassin. One is a racist from Alabama. And the last just really doesn't like the Kenny Ho show. And then there's going to be 16 of them who likes me, but not in that way, just as friends. To 16 Tiffany's, I exist, but strictly in the friend zone. Ah, the friend zone. The best place to be with women who you think are nice... But, no thank you, I'm, I'm not into you that way. I hate to break the news to you, but if I won't date you, there's a good chance you're gross. But then you put yourself in the other shoe, and you're like, the friend zone. Worst place to be with attractive women. Because they must think I'm gross. Ah, learned something new today. Figured out how all that works. So the 16 of them, I'll be in the friend zone. But I'm hoping, praying... That out of the 220 Tiffany Alvord clones, there will be one who, much like me, accidentally passed through into the yes pile and is damaged enough, desperate enough, self-loathing enough to want to date me. Ah, yes. Bizarro Tiffany. Ah, man can dream, can't he? Now, I'm pretty sure Tiffany Alvord wouldn't like this next story. Do you remember the Google Glass? The $1,500 glasses where you can take photos and videos of people without having them notice. I thought it was a thing of the past. Because who in their right mind would spend $1,500 on a pair of creeper glasses? Oh, because you know that's what's going down. You know that's what they're using it for. You know 90% of people are going to take those glasses and take pictures of hot chicks and fit dudes in tight shirts with it. Well, that girl's got big boobies. Click. Oh, damn, she pretty. Click. I love her hair. Click. I don't like it. I don't like people taking pictures of me without my consent. Nor do I have any interest in taking pictures of people without their consent. What about you? Have you ever had that happen to you? Because I have. I was just standing uh, at the bus stop one day waiting for the bus. And some clown in the passenger side of, uh, of a car... As the light turns green, as the car passes me, this guy turns around, takes a snap. I felt violated. I don't know why he took the picture. I'm going to assume it's because, like, my hair was as long as it's ever been and I was wearing it down. He's probably like, oh, this will make a great post. Let me write something derogatory next to it and post it to all my douchebag friends. Yeah, because most people post to Instagram, but this guy was definitely posting on Circusgram, his stupid clown. As I said, I felt violated. He might as well have come up to me and grabbed my ass. And if I recall correctly, he looks super gay, so I wouldn't put that by him. 
Like, granted, okay, if someone were like, all right, here's what's going to go down here. Someone's either going to take a picture of you against your will, or they're going to grab your ass against your will. Choose, obviously, the picture. But then again, that's not really much of a choice now, is it? It's kind of like someone asking you, so someone's going to mug you. Would you like them to hold you at gunpoint or have a knife to your throat? Can I not get mugged at all? But yes, as I was saying, Google Glass, I don't know if it's going to come back. But at this point, probably not because Snapchat is empowering douchebags and perverts everywhere to take photos and pictures of you against your will. Yes, the spectacles will be going for $130 US, so like $200 Canadian. Not exactly cheap, but a hell of a lot more affordable than the glass. And it upsets me. I'm like, why are you guys making it more accessible and easier for weirdos to violate people's privacy? Like, come on, people are as lazy as they've ever been in human history. They're as lazy as it is. Why the hell wouldn't you make this harder for them to be a creep, at least? If you're going to do something that weird, at least make it a challenge. Like, we need to bring back the old-fashioned camouflage outfit, hiding in the bushes with a pair of binoculars. Old-school red, white, and blue stocking. Bonus points for night vision. Now, before I go... I have to talk about the brand new Tiffany Alvord video. Have you seen it? What are you doing with your life, man? You gotta watch it. Tiffany Alvord, I wish. Now on YouTube. If you don't want to look it up, just go to Twitter. I'm assuming you're following old Kenny. And if you're not and you have Twitter, what the hell's going on here? Follow me. It's on there. I've retweeted it. I've shared it a couple times. In fact, do it right now. Go and follow me. But that's not even the important part. It's watch the video. Watch Tiffany Alvord's video. Stop the podcast right now. Go to YouTube and watch it. And you know I'm in business. You know I'm serious when I'm telling somebody to stop listening to me. Like, I'm the guy who will tell a man to skip a funeral to listen to me if that's the only time he can do it. It's like, come on, bro. Ain't nobody like a funeral. It's sad. Somebody's dead. Life is for the living. The Kenny Ho Show, now on Stitcher. You gotta watch this video. It's so good, you won't regret it. I gotta got what? Third base? And I ain't even lying. I know, I know. It's Tiffany Alvord, so... She could honestly do a video where she's, like, just eating a slice of pizza. She's not even holding her guitar. You can see the guitar in the background. She's not lip-syncing. She's, she's clearly not even trying. It, it's like if I were trying to do a music video. Even if that were the case, I'd love it still. I'd share it, like it, thumbs ups all over the place. But fortunately for you, that's not the case here. This video is legit. I Wish is actually probably her best video ever. But okay, I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. If you're not going to actually go watch it, let me describe it to you. It's Tiffany Alvord, the most beautiful girl on this planet, dancing in the rain. Do I need to say more? How much more convincing do you need? Tiffany dancing in the rain, that's hot! What up? Like, that's the thing. It was a little bit strange for me because, like, I think of Tiffany as the most gorgeous, elegant, wholesome, beautiful girl in the world. So I never have these thoughts about her being hot or, you know, out of her dress or something. She's always fully clothed. Unlike Shannon Elizabeth, where every time I see her in a movie, I'm like, Now, when will you be taking your top off? I'll settle for one booby. And if she doesn't show anything, that movie is a complete failure. 
Like, Tiffany's a girl I would marry, but unfortunately, the bizarro world's not a thing. But then watching this video, I'm like, damn, I want to marry her even more. Because not only is she beautiful and sweet and kind and stuff, she can also be hot. Like, I was watching, and there was a moment where I was like, holy crap, this is hot. And the song itself, I wish, is one of her best. And I think the performance she gives in this video is incredible. Like, there's no story to it. It's like, um... It's like if she were performing on stage at a concert or something. Like, she's dancing. Oh, how she dances. Like, I remember back in the day, I reviewed um, My Heart Is. And she did a bit of dancing in that. And I remember being like, hmm, lovely girl. Amazing in every way, except her dancing skills. At that point, even I was a better dancer than her. And I dance about as well as a one-legged man after 14 shots. But that was also three years ago, and she's come a long way since then. The choreography was great, and she did a really good job executing those moves. Yes, I know I'm running long, but let me just finish off with this. There was also another moment where I realized, I'm like, holy crap, I'm getting in way too deep. I'm getting a little obsessive here. Because there's a spot where, like, her dancers come up and touch her. Like, two girls at a time, they walk away, and then two dudes step in and they put their hands on her, and I'm like, hey! Hands off the merchandise! I mean, even though they're dancers, so they're probably super gay. Lego my ego. I'll mess you up. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Not really even a lover, but I exist, but I'm not a fighter. But I will mess you up, son. I will cut up your brand new jeans. <gasps> oh, no, not our jeans. I guess what I'm trying to say is, at this point, even the Bizarro clone will be putting a restraining order on me. <sighs> but anyway... I give Tiffany Alvord's I Wish 1 trillion teardrops on my guitar out of 10. Alright, that's it. That's this episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Thank you for tuning in. You know what, I guess I'll take a second to give you an update about what I was talking about last week. You know, talk about maybe hanging them up after 100 episodes. And I figured, you know, just coming on here and talking about it, getting it off my chest, I probably feel differently, but honestly, a week afterwards... I don't know. The idea of ending on 100, it's actually become more appealing to me after last week. As I thought about it, I'm like, you know, Smallville did 10 seasons, ended, you know, on a nice round number. Orphan Black's gonna wrap up, even though it's so incredible, that show. 10 episodes per season, they could honestly go for 10 seasons. But they're gonna have integrity. I got something I don't have. But they're gonna end it on 50 episodes, another nice round number. So who knows? But as I said, I will do 100 at least. And hopefully by the time 100 rolls around, you know, things are different. I, I'll want to do 1,000 episodes. Don't rule that out. Don't tune out. In fact, like it, love it, share it. Because the more love and support I receive for this show, whether I deserve it or not, it'll definitely help me make the right decision, whatever that may be. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I got to hit the road. Until next time, Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!